On a Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, we got a lot of Arizona State Sun Devils football players headed to the NFL Combine. Me and Connor give our initial thoughts on who's going and who's not going. And then we got to recap the NFL Shrine Bowl game. Who stood out? Who made some money for themselves? This, that, and the other. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts here, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios, this is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, the absolute best place for all of the best Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and a little bit of everything in between content in the whole wide world. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, anywhere you get your podcasts on an audio platform, we're there Monday through Friday. We're also available on YouTube. As well, if you want to come and see our beautiful, glowing faces as we talk about the Arizona State Sun Devils, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. Myself, at RichieBrads36, Connor, at Cedrios, and follow the page as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Without further ado, we're going to hop right into this bad boy. And Connor, we got to talk NFL Combine. This is an absolutely huge step in the NFL draft process for those of you who are brand new to the draft process because... We have, we have people that come in every year, and they, they're they brand new fans, right? So for those of you who don't know, the NFL Combine is... A.K.A. Known the Underwear Olympics. As the oh, underwear you were going to say it. I beat yes, you I was. Sorry. Yes, you're okay. I forgive you. It's also known as the Underwear Olympics because essentially what they got these guys going is workout clothes, and they're doing workouts. So they do sprints. They do uh, uh, shuttles. They do bench press and broad jumps and vertical jumps and all that, all that good stuff. So essentially getting invited to the combine, while it doesn't mean it's the end all be all, like you go to the combine, you're getting drafted. That's not the case whatsoever. It is a really good sign that NFL teams are taking notice of you and they want to see another, another level to your draft process essentially. So we have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight. Arizona State Sun Devils going to the Combine. Connor, tell me who they are. So some of them we've already talked about before. I want to say we've had at least, maybe at least three players had officially put on social media saying they were going to the uh, the. But we've got who's our, uh, one of our linebackers, uh, defensive lineman DJ Davidson, offensive lineman, specifically left tackle Kellen Deesh. Tyson Hodges, which we'll definitely break that one down a little bit more today. Uh, DBs Jack Jones and Chase Lucas. Uh, Donovan West, who was our center this year, and then, of course, running back Rashad White. So a lot of big names, a lot of names that we'd also kind of recap uh, over Mel Kuyper's top X players at their position, right? A lot of a lot of studs from this ASU team going to the scouting combine, Rich. Now, I'm going to throw something out at you and tell me how shocked you are when you heard about this. You ready? Hit me. Don't actually there hit are... me. I don't even think I could do that. Anyways, there are 36 players going to the combine that are from the Pac-12. Eight of them are from Arizona State, which leads all the Pac-12. How shocking is that to you? Here's the thing is 
It's not shocking in the sense of how many guys we have going into the draft. So for me, this turns into a lot of like quantity and it's not a quality issue. All the guys that are going are very good and are expected to, well, sure, but they're expected to make some kind of impact in the NFL in terms of finding their way onto a team, maybe sticking on a practice squad and bouncing around the league in a worst case scenario. So there's a lot of Arizona State Sun Devils that are in that category, Connor. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the guys who aren't there are very peculiar to me. Some of the guys that made it I'm very happy for, but shocks me for other guys. But the point being is you tell me eight guys are going, and that doesn't surprise me because there are so many Arizona State Sun Devils that are leaving the program because of running out of eligibility or declaring for the draft. What surprises me is a team like Utah doesn't have more more guys going because Utah is the more talented team, and Utah also typically has a lot of seniors who stay. Like, whatever they got in the water out there, Connor, they get those kids to buy in and stay for all four years of their program out there. So it surprises me that Arizona State is number one in the Pac-12. It doesn't surprise me how many Arizona State players are in the combine. I'm a little shocked at both. And normally, like looking at this team, right, every single year is its own individual year. Every year is different. I can't tell you the last time ASU has had this much attention uh, as far as potential players in the NFL. Now, like you had said, you're, you're putting players in different tiers or different camps, different buckets, however you want to want to describe it. We're not saying that any of these players are going to go necessarily very high in the draft. Uh, as kind of like a, a worst case scenario, we expect maybe a, a small handful of them to be either not drafted or drafted very late being kind of that camp body to try to earn their way onto a roster, right? Uh, so it just, I, I can't think of a time where we would have had eight potential uh, eight potential guys going to the senior bowl, or sorry, not the senior bowl, uh, to the combine, which uh, is only a month or is less than a month away. That's March 1st to the 7th, I think is when that is. I'm trying to like block all that out of my head because I get so excited for this so early on. And it makes me just wish that the first like two months or so of the year just go away, which that's not healthy. Right, we have all this extra time leading up to it. It it builds anticipation. I'm just so ready for the combine, um, for the uh, uh, yeah, the scouting combine to be here. That I am just ready for my Sun Devils to be there. Now, that being said, Richie, let's talk about uh, maybe some uh, some of the names on this list that maybe are a little bit more shocking. Got invited. Well, there, there's one there. name that stands out. There's right, one name that stands out like a sore thumb. Right. It, it, it's got to be Darian Butler, right? Got to be. 100%. I, I actually was leaning towards Rashad White. Like, couldn't believe Rashad White made it. It's uh, it, it's a guy I liked watching throughout the year. Like, was uh, was solid this year for the Sun Devils, but not necessarily a guy that screamed NFL draft prospect in my very unprofessional or unprofessional opinion. It's and that's why Curtis it's unprofessional. Hodges. Right. Tight end Curtis Hodges is going to the senior bowl. Like he had mentioned, does not guarantee Combine. he's going to. Combine. Every time I say that, we're gonna we're, we're we'll do something off mic, but I have a feeling I'm gonna say that about ten more times tonight, and uh, I have to have some sort of punishment. I don't know what it is, but if I'm not here I'm tomorrow, just, I'm just start gonna... throwing this at the screen every time you do yes. it. It's just gonna go doink, and you're gonna have to pretend yes. it actually hit you. Correct. Um, so to the combine, it, it's a flash uh, drive for people who aren't aren't watching this. It, it's a flash drive. I was pretending to throw a flash drive at Connor. It just. It, it doesn't. He doesn't scream NFL draft talent, in my opinion. Are we going to miss him this next year? 
Yeah, but that's partly because ASU doesn't necessarily have a ton as far as receivers go, that his impact hurts a little bit more because he was one of your top three, four receivers overall. Um, so that that's, I think, is, is the biggest snub, or not snub, but biggest surprise of an invite, in my opinion, so far. I would agree with you. So it's not that I'm a Curtis Hodges hater. I think I yeah. didn't enjoy the inconsistency that the he drops. had because there, there were some bad drops. There was a couple drops that led to interceptions for Jaden Daniels. However, it felt like when you needed that big play in the passing game, that Curtis Hodges was the guy to step up. He had at least Connor, at least 15 yards of catch this year. And I, I was going to say, we might botch this. I want to say it was like 18, like seriously, it was like 18 yards of catch, something dumb, which not on, on not a lot of volume. So I, like I understand it's not, like he had a hundred catches for 1800 yards. He had in the realm of like 30 ish catches. Uh, something like that for 18 yards a catch. So he had regardless, 20 catches. Oh, well, for 373 yards, two touchdowns, but that's 18.6 a pop. Yeah. So, I, I mean, 20 catches is not necessarily a lot to probably not get that many more targets than that. Um, but at least he's showing an explosive ability. Maybe that's what some people like in him. Um, and I think that's the biggest draw for him, you know, is just, just the fact that in an NFL where we're starting to move towards these athletic move tight ends curtis hodges does have that ability like he is he is a very good athlete for the position so from that standpoint i can totally understand totally understand why curtis hodges is getting that nfl combine invite i wouldn't be surprised connor truly truly wouldn't be surprised if he actually had a very very good workout because he does scream athlete to me yeah, and I definitely remember early on in the season, um, as far as a blocker, what he's going to do at the next level, can't necessarily tell you. What I will say is Curtis Hodges was a man-child at times throughout the season. Guys like him and Johnny Wilson, I remember, were really setting the edge, it felt like, at times. Uh, so maybe he makes his way in the NFL as a little bit more of a blocker, uh, but obviously has that offensive upside. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, right? If, In my opinion, if he does end up getting drafted, he is... Clearly a guy that's going to have to be developed pretty well uh, and refined before he actually kind of gets a, his own role in the NFL. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, moving on from Curtis Hodges, there's obviously a lot of other big names that we like here. And Richie, I I am ex so excited just to, to be able to watch these guys throughout the week and kind of see how they separate themselves a little bit. Kind of like you were watching Rashad White um, for the Senior Bowl and seeing what right. he could do on his field, <laughs> seeing, uh, seeing him at the Senior Bowl compared to his peers. Now all these other Sun Devils have a chance to do the exact same thing. On a bigger stage. Now, the Senior Bowl, obviously, is a very big deal. Same thing for the Underwear Olympics, right? Some people say that it does not matter. And probably take it with a grain of salt, right? If somebody has a bad week or a great week, it's not the end-all, be-all, right? But same thing for the Senior Bowl. It's an opportunity for these players to be able to uh, hopefully move their draft stock up. But if you have bad numbers, which there's guys, right, in each scouting department for each team, they're looking at things like, hand size, arm length. They're looking at uh, different splits within within your 40 time, right? Depending on what your position is, you are just being essentially numbers are just being posted to these teams. Now, obviously teams are there watching these players. So it's not just all about the numbers. Uh, seeing them in person is definitely a big deal, but um, if they can at least test well, that's going to be something that absolutely helps them versus hurts them. 100%. So let's go ahead we're going to pause the conversation. We're going to go to a brief message from one of our favorite, favorite sponsors in the whole wide world, Ben Online. When we return from that quick break, 
we're going to go ahead and pick up the conversation right where we left off. Yeah, so BetOnline has you guys covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs. Right to the big game now, which is coming up on Sunday, so just a couple days away. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't want to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. And it is super week, guys, brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage on the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are also in LA all week getting ready to cover the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Before we get to the Super Bowl, though, for a lot of Arizona State Sun Devils, we're really hoping that they get that opportunity. Um, we actually do have one player off the top of my head, just side sidebar, Rennell Wren, former yep. Arizona state defensive tackle. Uh, you will remember him, uh, Connor, the rest of the rest of the fans probably will remember this too, because it borderline went viral a game against Michigan state in Tempe. There was a play against center Brian Allen, who had NFL looks at one point. Rennell gets the snap count, Connor. And it seriously looked like he picked him up like Simba. Like he straight up just took him right off his feet, threw him to the ground and got right into the backfield. Like it just, it, it was, it was really cool to watch. And me and you were both at that game live. We didn't know that we were both there. We ended up meeting up afterwards on Mill Avenue. But I remember texting you and, and I was like, dude, holy cow, this Rennell Ren guy's he's a dude. Like, and, and it turns out he was, because he ended up getting drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals and, has a chance to win a ring on Sunday. So as a Sun Devil fan, I'm rooting for him. But as a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm rooting for the Rams. <clears throat> but anyway, let's yeah. go ahead and get Neither to the second part. <laughs> second part of the podcast today, Richie. Now, we, we kind of talked about that list. Eight different Sun Devils uh, are going to uh, the scouting combine. There's, I, I think, at least one big name we're a little surprised is not going. Um, at the end of the day, we're not sitting here saying, we should have more Sun Devils there. Like, we should have nine or ten. It's not so much about that because I think we've already established a little bit that eight is is definitely a very sizable number for any Pac-12 school, let alone ASU. Uh, but linebacker Merlin Robertson, I think, is definitely a bit of a, a surprise that he's not easily. there. There's easily there's the times throughout the season where I, I feel like I feel like talking to maybe an NFL team, maybe an NFL scout, they might like him as a prototypical kind of linebacker just because of his size. Um, offers a lot, I, I feel. But that being said, not getting an invite was. A little disheartening, uh, but as you had mentioned earlier on in the podcast, it's not the end-all be-all. It does not mean he's not getting drafted, but not a good sign, I would at least say, towards his stock at the current moment. No, and honestly, Connor, it's a really big bummer because Robertson is so integral to what the defense wanted to do for the entirety of his career there. Remember, this is a guy who, as a freshman, looked outstanding, and we were talking about him as this potential NFL superstar one day down the road if he continued to develop. He plateaued as a freshman and never yep. took that next step. However, still very good player for four years at Arizona State. And to see him not get a combine invitation, at least now, I mean, there there is that chance that he could get added with a couple weeks before the combine because this is a very, very preliminary look at the combine. Me and Connor will definitely touch on this more as we get closer and closer to the Underwear Olympics. However, 
Right now, Robertson's not on that short list. And it's it it's crazy to me because he's such a rock solid linebacker. He's got that veteran leadership experience. And he he was arguably the captain of the Sun Devils defense this year. So and, and one of the captains altogether. Like he he was one of the guys for Arizona State. Yep. He wasn't the most talented guy on the field. He wasn't the best player on the field. But gosh darn it, he was like one of the, the leaders for the Sun Devils. So from that standpoint, I would tell you my feelings are honestly kind of hurt that Merlin Robertson was not invited to the Combine. But Robertson isn't the only one who wasn't invited. That kind of shocked me. Now, maybe, maybe this is a little bit of an overreaction as well. But you do not have... Um, uh, Tyler Johnson will not be going to the, um, to the combine, nor will DJ Davidson, who actually was just at the shrine bowl. So Davidson more surprising to me, Connor, than Tyler. No, DJ Davidson's gone. DJ Davidson's gone. Yes, he is. But Tyler Johnson, I definitely agree with you. Um, if you would have told me that eight sendables had made it and you replaced, uh, Hodges with Tyler Johnson. Not surprised at all. We'd still probably talk a little bit about uh, uh, Robertson not getting to go there. Probably wouldn't talk about Hodges not getting invited, though. Uh, Same thing if you had put uh, Merlin Robertson in there. Would have been okay with that. So at at the end of the day, Richie, I would would at least say our bet for uh, over four and a half Sun Devils is looking pretty good. Uh, I'm curious if we we can always bump at the four and a half. Hopefully you got in on that bet. It was always three and a half. It was always three and a half. We'll have to go back and look at that because... uh, um, as of right now, uh, I'm pretty sure we locked it in at four and a half, but either way, it's you, looking you wanna, pretty good. You want to add a milkshake to that in and out bet? It was, I, I think it, we'll, we'll definitely have to go back and look at that. Let's go ahead and move on from the, the, uh, the, under, the underwear Olympics. Talk about another, uh, essentially game that was going on during the senior bowl. And that's going to be the East West shrine bowl, right? So essentially we had five different sun devils go to that game. And we, we essentially had, and Richie, I, I think we had even mentioned it before when we were recapping that game a little bit. It was your friend, uh, Tyler Browning, correct? That has essentially given us this information. Yes, sir. On Twitter, that's at Diabetic Tyler. Got to love the tongue-in-cheek name. So we'll talk about a couple of these guys before we have uh, our next break coming up. But um, essentially, uh, he gave us his insights and his opinions on each of the five players that had gone to the East-West Shrine Bowl. And I'll, I'll kind of read these quotes here, and we can kind of break them down from there. So um, specifically on Kellen Deesh, Senator, he really stood out to me being Tyler, especially on day three of practice. He showed good feet in his pass sets, good hands, the ability to combo block, ability to anchor in and stonewall and edge rusher. There really wasn't much missing. Uh, he goes on to say he wasn't without flaws as he gave up a bit of leverage at times, uh, but he had athletic flashes in his pass sets. Deesh may, be, may not be a quality starter in the league right away. But he showed more than enough for a team to take a swing on him and give him time to develop, which I think is kind of right on par with our uh, overall thoughts on Kellen Deesh in a somewhat deep tackle class. Um, for him to be getting some recognition as a quality player is, is certainly not a bad thing. So he may not be one of the top tackles off the board. I, I think that's still okay. He's going to have an opportunity at one of the most positions in the NFL. And if he's given the right time to develop with the right coach, I think he can find a place to stick. Hundred percent. I'm I'm like overly curious about how the NFL views Kellen Deesh. Is, is he a guy who's going to sneak in the day two, 
or is he going to be a guy who goes near the end of the draft? Like, and, and the combine is going to be a very big opportunity for him to really solidify where he's going. But a big week out of Vegas from the Shrine Bowl is really, really good news for him. And hopefully he can continue to build upon that kind of success. The next guy they got, got, they got up here, Connor, talking about our guy Jack Jones, one of our number one fans on here. Per all Sun Devils, per Tyler Browning, uh, Browning noted that Jones wasn't noticeable, quote. And we've talked about this before where it can be a good thing and it can also be a bad thing if you're not a noticeable player on the field, particularly at the cornerback position. So what that tells me is you're not getting burned, right? That's the most important thing is that receivers aren't making moves on you. They're not mossing you. They're not, they're not breaking your ankles. That's Eli Apple is going to be a very noticeable player on the field Sunday. Oh so. my God. God, like Lord forgive Cooper cup for what he's about to do to Eli Apple in front of all of his family and his fam. Live TV, man. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, that, that sounds like a conversation for the locked on NFL podcast, which you guys should go ahead and tune into for super week. But anyways, good news for Jack Jones. As far as I'm concerned, I am so okay with not, with not making your name well-known at the Shrine Bowl, at the Senior Bowl, or at any other event. Like, the less you talk about me, the better. Overall, he just, before we take our, our uh, uh, essentially before we move on to the next player, uh, really he had said that uh, there wasn't a lot of, uh, like, good flashes from him, which is still something good to see. So uh, definitely we need to watch on Jack Jones, see if he can improve that going forward into the NFL Combine. Uh but definitely with you, no news can definitely be a, a good thing for him. Yep, absolutely. So we're going to go ahead, step away just for a few seconds. When we return, we're going to pick up this conversation talking about the final few players from the Shrine Bowl that stood out. All right, so let's go ahead and finish our conversation about the Arizona State Sun Devils who were at the Shrine Bowl. Definitely not the ASU Sun Devils invited to the NFL Combine. Yep, so a couple more on this list. We had just talked about Jack Jones. Uh, we also have to talk about his uh, his running mate, right? Uh, All-time leader in starts for the Sun Devils. That's quarterback, uh, cornerback Chase Lucas. Uh, Tyler said of him, Chase Lucas was the most notable out of the two Sun Devils uh, defensive backs. Lucas put together a very solid week. He stayed in phase well. Uh, he was essentially competitive throughout his reps and one-on-ones and was very fluid in his change of direction and ability. And Richie, if I'm not mistaken, I might, if I'm remembering correctly, I think you had talked about him doing very well at, uh, at the red zone. It was it uh, uh, Chase Lucas that we were talking about, or am I mistaking that for somebody else? Kind of a no, it was Chase. Lu- it was Chase Lucas. So I was talking to Tyler throughout the week. Tyler told me day one kind of got his butt handed to him. Uh, was getting moves made on him. However, day two, when they were doing end zone drills, and this isn't this isn't necessarily goal line fades. This is just this is routes that are being run inside the red zone to give up touchdowns. Lucas didn't allow a single catch. Huge, huge improvement from getting worked on the on the first day. Yep, definitely an important skill to have as a cornerback. Not letting people in the end zone, pretty pretty important. Now, uh, you and I have kind of talked that. We have tended to like Jack Jones a little bit better as an NFL prospect. It sounds like Lucas has had the best or the the better week at the Shrine Bowl. Does not mean he is the better NFL prospect as of right now. 
A lot is still to be decided about that. But Lucas having a lot of time under his belt in college certainly is not going to be a bad thing for him moving forward. Uh, hopefully can step in and be a, a solid producer for somebody day one. He is somebody I am very curious is going to get drafted or not. Um, I, I definitely think he's a camp body at worst, but uh, where he goes, I, I think is probably one of the most uh, intriguing prospects to me for the Sun Devils team from now until the NFL draft. Yes. No, it, it's very intriguing what's going to happen with him. It, to a lesser extent with Dish, is he getting drafted or is he undrafted? Like, how does the NFL view him? Does the NFL view a guy who maybe isn't the most opportunistic corner when the ball's in the air, but is pretty sticky in coverage and has the leadership skills. I don't know. We're going to find out. But the next player is the mascot of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. That's our guy, Darian Butler. Per Browning, Butler flashed a lot in navigating the box and filling run lanes as he was constantly there to stop the run for a minimal game during team drills. He was disciplined with his eyes, seldomly falling for eye candy, all in all, providing a solid outing for Butler. Connor, raise your hand if you're surprised that Darian Butler was good against the run in Vegas. Yeah. There, for those of you who aren't I watching, uh, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. For those of you who aren't watching, neither of us raised our hands. If there was one thing that Darian Butler did good, and he did everything good, but if there was one thing... Like if if a if a scout came up to me, he said, "Hey, tell me one thing about Darian Butler. Why should I draft him?" I'm telling you, he's an elite run defender. Yeah, definitely. It's not not a huge surprise there. And I, I think from when we had talked about him during the Shrine Bowl, I think initially he started off somewhat poor. Uh, but good to hear that there were a lot of opinions on him improving throughout the week and finishing towards the strong side. Uh, last player that we had towards, uh, or at least going to the Shrine Bowl. Uh, was DJ Davidson. Quote from Browning, perhaps this, uh, the best Sun Devil of the week, Davidson shined in his time in Vegas as he showed the ability to disrupt the play early in the backfield. Uh, he showed the ability to establish leverage early and shed his blocks using his length and had an impressive get-off for a guy of his size. Davidson was the biggest winner of uh, my eyes being Tyler out of the Sun Devils in Las Vegas. So uh, definitely uh, just great to see, man. Like at the end of the day, DJ Davidson was not not a sexy name, not playing at one of the sexiest positions, right? Unless your name's Aaron Donald, there's not a lot of defensive tackles that make that position look incredibly, incredibly well. Um, so for, for him to be playing productive on the interior side of the ball, no, he's not playing on the edge like a Tyler Johnson, but still very important, right? Still important to get into that backfield, uh, stuff the run a little bit, uh, try to get after the quarterback if possible in the defensive tackle position. Um, I, I will say that the fact that he was potentially the best player of that week is somewhat surprising uh, again, just because he's not a guy that we highlighted nearly as much throughout the season. Not a guy that garnered a ton of attention, uh, maybe because he wasn't incredibly flashy. But end of the day, he does a lot of things right, which is going to be a good thing for him. Hundred percent. So uh, that that pretty much wraps up all of what we know and what we need to know for DJ Davidson. Dude's a stud. Maybe not the flashiest guy, like you said. Maybe he doesn't put up the statistics. But he's very hard good. to do from a defensive tackle position. It just is. Exactly. And and again, when we talk about like Darian Butler, how effective he is against a run, his best friend in the whole world is a DJ Davidson defensive tackle who's eating up blocks and keeping that jersey clean so he can knife into the backfield. So mm-hmm. Davidson, a stud, super happy to see that he had a really good Shrine Week. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It had taken me off guard that he was going to the Shrine Bowl instead of some of the other guys like a Merlin Robertson. But 
clearly he belongs because now yep. he's going to the combine. That stock for DJ Davidson is starting to climb. So I I would tell you there's a pretty good chance that come come the beginning uh, end of April, beginning of May, I'm not sure the date off the top of my head, that we we see uh DJ Davidson's name getting called uh at some point during the draft. So I, I think there's a very real chance that he becomes one of those sun doubles that we're betting gets drafted. But we'll see, Connor. There's a lot of guys. It's a very interesting and very fluid process, and we're going to be here covering it for you guys for the entirety of this process and beyond that. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up this Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Doubles podcast. Thank you guys again so much for making us your first listen every single day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, whether that's Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast on an audio platform, me and Connor are there Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole world. We're also on YouTube, so if you want to go ahead, follow, subscribe, like, leave a five-star rating, leave a comment, tell us how we're doing. We absolutely love the feedback. We love hearing from you guys. In fact, we love hearing from you so much that we want you to add us on Twitter. You can add me at richiebrat 36 at Connor, at Cedrios, and you can add the podcast as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Go ahead and make your next listen now, Locked on Bets, the daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. One-stop, or excuse me, <laughs> Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.